Shalom to all. Today's office in Dharm Daf Memtes. We are starting at the very top of the Daf with a brand new parak. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam Sarah, Basar Yaakov, Maisha, Hernish Shamashadav and Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Mars Rivka, Basar Meir Zev, Hernish Shamashadav and Aliyah, and Beschos, Yisrael Meir Ben Kela, he should be gebenched with her Fuash Lema, Bekar of Mamish. So Misha tells us, Hanoder Min Hamavushal, someone who made a nether from that which is cooked, meaning he said, I'm not going to eat that which is cooked. Mutter Betzli, he's allowed to eat something which is roasted, Ubeshalak, and something which is undercooked. Now, usually, shaluk means something which is overcooked. However, over here, since we're specifically talking about Nadarim, something overcooked would be included in Mavushal, so that's why shaluk over here means undercooked. Now, the reason why he's allowed to eat both Tzli and shaluk is because they're not considered Mavushal. Let's say, Omar, the fellow said, Kainam tavshil tayim, I'm not going to eat a Tavshil. Now, as we're going to see in the Gemara, Tavshil is referring to something which is eaten with bread. So, also, Maisegadeira Rach, he's not allowed to eat Maisegadeira, which is liquidy. Rach means soft or liquidy, but Umutar Ba'ave, he's allowed to eat Maisegadeira or something made in a pot if it's of thick consistency. Umutar Ba'beza Termuta Ubedalas Harumutza, he's also allowed to eat a Termuta egg and a Ramutza gourd. Let's say Hanadir Maisegadeira, he made a nether, he's not going to eat Maisegadeira, in Asr Elohim Maisegadeira's Chasa, he's only Asr to eat something which is boiled. Amar, let's say the fellow said, Kainam Hayyarid Lakadeira Shaini Tayem, so he uses Lashon of Yarid Lakadeira, anything which goes into a pot. So Asr Bukhalam is Bashlam Begadeira, he's not allowed to eat anything which is cooked in a pot. Now, Tanya, we have a Braiser, Rabbi Yeshia Iser. Rabbi Yeshia asks him to eat Sli, something which is roasted, when he says that he's not going to eat something Mavushal. And Rafal Bishain Rayladavar, even though he has no proof to this, Zechladavar, there's a hint to it in the Pasuk. Shanara Pasuk says, And they cooked the Karim Pesach in fire like they were supposed to. Now we know that the Karim Pesach was roasted, it wasn't cooked, but we still see the Pasuk calls it Vayvashlu and they cooked it. So we see that roasting is like cooking, and therefore it's usher to eat something roasted when he says he's not going to eat something Mavushal. Now the Gemara suggests, let's say this is the Machlech is between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yeshia. Rabbi Yeshia saw Rabbi Yeshia holds Halach Achar Lashon Torah. We go based off of what the Torah says. And since the Torah calls Tzli, Bishol, so when a person makes a nether, he's not going to eat something Mavushol, so he's not allowed to eat something which is Tzolui, which is roasted. But Tana Dilan Savar and our Tana holds Ben Adarim, Halach Achar Lashon Ben Adam, then when we're dealing with Adarim, we go based off of what people say. What's the colloquial way to say it? How do people usually express themselves? And since people don't call something roasted Mavushol, so therefore when he said that he's not going to eat something Mavushol, he's allowed to eat something roasted. The Gemara says, Lord, that's not the Machlaikas. When we're dealing with Nadarim, we go based off of what people usually say. Markiyase or Markiyase. It's just that each Tana is saying what is done in his city, in his place. Basar Tana Dilan, in the place of our Tana, Letzli, Karuletzli, Ulamavushal, Karuletzli. Something roasted is called roasted, and something cooked is called cooked. In Rabbi Yeshia's place, Afilutzli, Karuletzli, even something which is roasted is called Mavushal. And therefore, when a person says, I'm not going to eat something Mavushal, so he's not allowed to eat Sli either. As the Gemara of Hakran Nasivla, Rabbi Yeshi brought a Pasuk to prove his point. So the Gemara says, No, a smach to that's just a smach and it's not a raya. Now, talking about the second case of the Mishnah, Koinam Tavshil Vachulu, the Mishnah told us when a person says he's not going to eat a Tavshil, there's a number of different dishes that he could eat. So the Gemara asks, Vahami Tavshil Nadar, he made a nether, he's not going to eat a Tavshil. And these things that we mentioned that he's allowed to eat, they're still considered a Tavshil, so why is he allowed to eat them? So I'm Rabbi, by answers, and this is the way that we learned our Mishnah, Hai Tana, Kol Midi Demis Achobe Rifta Tavshil Karule. The Tana of Mishnah holds that anything which is eaten with bread is called a tavshil. If it's not eaten with bread, it's not called a tavshil. And Vatan, you have a right for this. If a person makes a nether, he's not going to eat tavshil. He's not allowed to eat anything that's called a tavshil. He's not allowed to eat something roasted or undercooked or mavushal. He's not allowed to eat soft or young gourd. 
That's because sick people eat their bread with it. So you see the tavshil is something that's eaten with bread. But if it's not eaten with bread, so a person's allowed to eat it if you made a nether from tavshil. But now the Gemara goes off on a little bit of a tangent. We just said that sick people eat this gourd with their bread. But Aini, is that really so? But Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya got sick. A certain doctor came to him to heal him. He saw Kara, a gourd, lying around the house. He left him and went out of the house. So Amr, the doctor, said, This fellow has the Malcham in his house. And I'm going to go and heal him? He's sick and he's eating squash. That's terrible for a sick person. I'm not going to go and heal him. But what do we see from here? That squash or gourd is not good for a sick person. The Gemara says, Like Kasha, no problem. One's referring to soft squash. That's okay. One's talking about hard squash. That's not okay. Now, Rav Barula Amar, he explains, One's talking about the squash itself. That's not good for a sick person. One's talking about the inside of it. That is beneficial for a sick person. Some Rav because Rav Huda said, The soft part or the inner part part of a kara, of a gourd, along with silka, along with leek, that's good for a sick person. Also, luliva the kisna bakutcha, then a part of the flax plant with kutach, that's also good for a sick person. But don't tell this last thing to Amiratzim, that's because Amiratzim are going to uproot flax plants before they're fully grown in order to get the inside of them because they have healing powers. So don't tell this to Nama Aretz. Now, Rava Amarava has a different explanation. Man chaylin, who are we referring to when we say that a chayla eats his bread with kara, with gourd, with squash. Rabbanon, that's referring to the Rabbanon, the rabbis, the Talmidei Chachamim, and the Rabbanon are being called chaylin over here, that's because Tara Mateshes Kachashel Adam, Tara weakens a person's constitution, and therefore Talmud Chacham over here is being called a chayla. We're not referring to people that are actually sick. And Rav Latamei, Rav Lashitasai. Dhamma Rav, Rav says, Mem Tassam Beza on top, Keman Matzlinen Al Ketsir Al Mirei, according to whom do we daven every day for the ill people and the sick people? Keman, who's that like? Rabbi Yesi, just like Rabbi Yesi. There's Machlekes Rabbi Yesi and the Rabbanon, the Rabbanon hold that a person is judged on Rosh Hashanah for the entire year. Whereas Rabbi Yaisi holds that a person is rejudged every single day. So it would be Rabbi Yaisi that says that we should daven for the sick people and ill people every day. But what do we learn from here? From the fact that he had said two different categories of people, ill people and sick people, Shmamino, we learn from here, Kitsiri, Kitsiri Mamesh, that the word Kitsiri means people that are actually sick, and Mirei is Rabbanon. The Mirei is referring to the Rabbanon, they're not actually sick, they just have a weaker constitution. Now we had said in the Mishnah that if a person says he's not going to eat Tavshil, so he's not allowed to eat a liquidy Tavshil, however, Umutr Ba'aveh, he's allowed to eat a thicker Tavshil. Now Masnis and Doleke Bavloi, this Mishnah is not going like the Babylonians, what they do in Bavel. Dom Rabzeir, because Rabzeir says, Bavloi Tipshay, these foolish Babylonians, Da'achli Lachma Belachma, they eat bread with bread. What does it mean to eat bread with bread? The first bread that we're talking about is this ave, is this thick dish, and the thick dish is specifically referring to porridge, which is a grain of sorts, it could be wheat, barley, or oats, that's cooked up into a thick dish, into a thick porridge, so that's something the Babylonians eat with bread. Herbzeir is calling them foolish because why would they eat bread with bread? Thick porridge is basically like bread, so why would you eat two of the similar flavors together? And now we're going to talk about this porridge. Amram Chizr Chizr says, Who can inquire, who can ask these nagdonim of Hutzal. Now, what's a Nakdon? A Nakdon is a particular person, someone who's fastidious. The people of Hutzal were known to be very meticulous in their eating habits. So, if Chizal want to know who can ask these people of Hutzal the following question regarding eating, Hadain Daisa, regarding this Daisa, regarding this porridge, Hechen Mali Lemechla, what's the best way to eat it? Dechiti Belachma Dechiti, is it best to eat wheat porridge with wheat bread, Udesari Belachma Desari, and barley porridge with barley bread? Hadilma, perhaps, Dechiti Bedesari, Udesari Bedechiti, it's better to eat wheat porridge with barley bread and barley. 
barley porridge with wheat bread. Continuing to talk about this porridge, Rava achli b'chasisi. Rava, he would eat this porridge, but the porridge was made out of roasted grain flour, which was very sweet. Now, Rabba bar Huna, Ashchel Rav Huna, the ka'achel daisa betz ba'ase. Rabba bar Huna, Sother of Huna, was eating this daisa with his finger. Amar he asked him, Amai ka'achel mar why are you eating with your finger? Amar he said, Hachi Rav, this is what Rav says, daisa betz ba'ase basim, eating daisa with the finger is very tasty. V'chal dechein for sure eating with two fingers is tasty. V'chal dechein betlas, for sure if one eats it with three fingers, it's very tasty. Amarle Rav l'chia b'rei, Rav told chia his son, v'chein amarle Rav Huna l'rabba b'rei, Rav Huna told Rabba his son, if they invite you to eat daisa, at parsa, you should walk up until a parsa to go eat it. If they invite you to eat ox meat, at tlasa parsin, you should walk up until three parsas to get it. And Amalei Rav l'chia b'rei, Rav told chia his son, v'chein amarle Rav Huna l'rabba b'rei, Rav Huna told Rabba his son, after anything that you eat, don't spit in front of your Rebbe. Meaning, if you have saliva in your mouth after eating, don't spit it out in front of your Rebbe. Except if you ate kara, which is squash or gourd, and daisa, the stick porridge. Shame because they're like a piece of lead and it's very difficult to digest. You're even allowed to spit in front of King Shvar, which is the Persian king. If you have saliva in your mouth after eating kara or daisa, you can spit it out. Now, Rabbi Yisif, Rabbi Yehuda, they were sitting and eating out of the same bowl. One was eating it with his finger. One of them was eating it with a piece of wood. The one that was eating it with a piece of wood told the one who's eating with his fingers, Until when are you going to feed me your dirt? You have dirt under your fingernails, and when you stick it into the food, so that dirt gets mixed with the food. So the one that was eating with his fingers told the one that was eating with the wood, Until when are you going to feed me your saliva? Nowadays we call this double dipping. When one eats from the spoon and then puts it back in without wiping it off, so there's a little bit of saliva on it. So this was the conversation between them. Now continuing to talk about eating certain types of foods, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, They brought Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon a certain type of fig, which was very difficult to digest. Rabbi Yehuda achal, Rabbi Shimon loy achal. Rabbi Yehuda ate them, Rabbi Shimon didn't. Amrlai Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda asked him, my time achal mar, why aren't you eating these figs? So Amrlai Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon told him, Elu These will not leave your intestines. They're extremely difficult to digest. So Amrlai Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda told him, For sure we should eat them because we could rely on them tomorrow. If they're still inside the intestines, that means they're still providing nourishment for your body. And the reason why Rabbi Yehuda said this is because he was very poor. So this would be very beneficial for him to have food in his stomach for the next day so he doesn't have to buy food. And now we're going to talk about Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda was sitting in front of Rabbi Tarfin. Amrli Rabbi Tarfin, Rabbi Tarfin asked him, Today, your face is shining. It's glowing. You have a special hadras upon him today. Amrli, so Rabbi Yehuda told him, Emesh, yesterday, your servants went out to the field, and they brought us beets, and we ate them without salt. And if we ate them with salt, for sure our faces would be shining. But we're going to say the reason why Rabbi Yehuda's face was shining had nothing to do with him eating beets. Now, a similar story, a certain Roman noblewoman told Rabbi Yehuda, you're Pisic and you're drunk? She saw that his face was shining. She thought it was because he drank a lot of wine. So she asked him, how could you be a Pisic? How could you be learning and be drinking wine like this? So Amr he told her, by the honor of that woman, meaning by your honor, I swear, that I do not drink wine, for Kiddush and Avdallah, and the four cups drunk on Pesach, and I have to tie up my temples from Pesach until Shavuos because I have such a headache from the wine. So you don't have to worry, I haven't drunk any wine. But now the Gemara explains why was Rabbi Huda's face shining? Ella, it's because we have the Pasuk, it's a man's chachma, man's wisdom, which makes his face shine, so it's because of Rabbi Huda's chachma that his face shone. 
Now, a similar story, your face looks like either like the people that lend money with interest or like the people that raise pigs. Both of them, they live a very high lifestyle and they have shining faces, so you look like them. He told him, with Yidin, both of those things are Usr, so that's not why my face is shining. There's 24 bathrooms on the way from my house to the base Madrash, and every single time that I go from my house to the base Madrash, I go into every bathroom, and that's why my face is shining. And more about Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda cut Azul Bay Madrasha when Rabbi Huda would go to the base Madrash, Shako Gulfal Kasve, he would put a pitcher or a jug on his shoulder. Omar, he said, How great is the Malacha which honors the one doing it? Now, usually, Tamil Chacham shouldn't be doing Malacha. However, this honors me because now that I come to the base Madrash, I have something to sit on and I don't have to sit on the floor. And Rabbi Shimon chuckled, Son Al Kasve, Rabbi Shimon, he took a basket, put it on his shoulders. Omar, he said the same thing. And now more about Rabbi Yehuda talking about his poverty. The bits with Rabbi Yehuda, the wife of Rabbi Yehuda, Nafkas, she went out to the shuk, Nafkas Amra, she bought a piece of wool. Of the glima, the hutavi, she made a very nice garment or very nice overcoat with it. Now it wasn't such a beautiful overcoat, it's just that this was the nicest thing that they owned. And they actually shared this coat. Kanafkas Lashoko, when she went out to the marketplace, Mechsaya Bay, she covered herself with it. The Kanafik Rabbi Yehuda Latsluye, when Rabbi Yehuda went out to Davin, he would cover himself with it and he would daven. When he would cover himself with it, he would make the following bracha, Baruch she'atani me'il, blessed is the one that wrapped me in a me'il. Now a me'il is more chashev than a glima, he was just so happy that he had something to cover himself with, he considered it like it was a me'il. Now Zim Nechada, one time, Gazer Rabbi Shimon Gamliel Tanisa, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel was Gazer Atainis, and everyone had to come together, but Rabbi Hudu Yasa Lebe Tanisa, Rabbi Hudu didn't come to the house of the Tainis, that's because he didn't have what to wear. So Amin Le, they told Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, the reason why he didn't come is because light is like Yisuya, he doesn't have what to wear. So Shadulay Glima, he sent a glima to Rabbi Yehuda, but like Kabil, Rabbi Yehuda didn't accept it. But now Rabbi Yehuda explained to the Shliach that brought him this coat why he didn't want to take it. No number alpha on the top, Dalit Sipsa, he lifted the mat that he was sitting on, he told the Shliach that brought him this coat, Chazimai Ika, see what there is over here. And miraculously, underneath the mat appeared a whole bunch of gold coins. So he's telling the Shliach, look how much money I have. Miu, however, I don't want to benefit from this world. So that's why I'm not using this money under the mat to buy anything. And that's why I'm not going to take the coat from you either. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about more stories of Tanaim that were extremely poor. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.